Every day, 130 Americans die from opioid overdose. Some of us are in invisible prisons today, even as we try to appear free. Sales of alcoholic beverages are up 55% compared to a year ago. I believe God's going to set you free. Welcome, friends, to 2022. We made it. We made it through 2020 and 2021. And here we are, 2022. Hope you had a wonderful holiday, Christmas with family. I know it is hard for some people, uh, but I, I hope it was hope it was good for you. And I hope that uh, if you are one of the people it's it's rough for that uh, you did what you had to do to stay in the right place, and that uh, this year starts off very well for you. I wanna I wanna start off this new year with some encouragement that I feel like is very specific, uh, for, for this year, uh, for what God was doing in many people's lives last year. And, you know, I have the the privilege of basically just talking with people all day long. That's, that's kind of my job. I just talk to people all day long. It encouraged them and helped them. Uh, it's a very simplified way to put it, but it's kind of true. Um, but I found a lot of people were in the same spot. And what I mean is it just, you know, we've gone over this on the podcast and I'll probably dive back into it again, but you know, not every problem that comes our way is our fault. We didn't, we don't create every problem that comes our way. A lot we do. And if the same problems keep popping up, we definitely want to take a look at patterns and whatnot. We want to be able to differentiate what's us causing it and uh, what's not, but I just say that to say, you know, with, with COVID financial stuff, work stuff, health stuff, with everything that's gone on the last couple of years, I thought, I hope we've realized that did not every problem that comes up, we created. Um, but we are always in control of how we respond to these problems. That being said, a lot of people went through a lot of struggles in the last couple of years. You know, it's a very obvious statement, but, um, more so than the external stuff, I feel like a lot of people have just been stuck and struggling with processing stuff that's going on inside of us and slipping back into old habits and hopelessness and discouragement and so on and so forth. And again, you know, I, I feel like a good amount of that came on from sort of some forced isolation and problems with, you know, family work, not being able to talk, see each other, health. I just, there's, there's a lot of reasons. Um, but many people have sort of slipped into some some habits they didn't didn't want to, and I just feel like the some people really need to hear this message I'm about to give, and they really need to look at things a little different. And I'll, with that, I'll just I'll just dive into it. You know, I, I posted this on my Instagram. Um, if if you don't follow, you should come on over, interact with me over there. Uh, it's just at recovering reality. I posted this quote the other day from Christine Kane, who um, does a lot of awesome ministry and helps a lot of um, people get out of human trafficking and what. She does a lot of great stuff. Uh, check her out, Christine Kane. Um, but I saw this quote from her, and I just started praying, writing, and sort of meditating on it. And the quote says this: "It says you think you have been buried, but actually you've been planted." And I feel like many people feel like that in the last couple of years, they've been buried. 
forgotten, buried, their calling, their work, uh, their influence. Uh, maybe it's really none of that. Maybe it's just relationships and friendships. And But you feel like that you have been buried, forgotten, gone, isolated. Um, many of us, you know, obviously we're forced to be isolated in more than one way in the last uh, couple of years. But but you you kept fighting. <laughs> you didn't you didn't just throw in the towel. You kept fighting. Um, you did the best you could, and you you've been growing as and, and trying to grow as, as as best you can and connecting with God. And it's just it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. And I want to just break something down and share a couple of quotes and whatnot, and, and really just encourage you. Now now look to continue through on the analogy of a seed and growth and, and this, okay? We have to understand something when it comes to growth. I was just going over this yesterday with one of my clients. We got to understand something when it comes to growth. Our growth above the soil is limited to our growth beneath the soil. We can only bear fruit in our life in accordance with how strong our roots are, how deep we let our roots sink will determine what goes on beneath the soil will determine what goes on above the soil. And oftentimes we, we struggle. We, we feel like I, like I already said, we're forgotten, confused in these different things. And what's really going on is that we are, the growth is taking place underneath the soil, not above the soil. I'll give you a quick analogy too. You know, have you ever, you ever been driving through a neighborhood, your neighborhood, somewhere, you know, a road you frequently drive on, you see construction going up on a house, right? <clears throat> and you, you see the, the backhoe digging the hole and, you know, they're, they're laying cement down in there and the rebarb and the different things to, to build a house, right? And, and it looks like it's taking forever, ever seen that? And it's just taking forever. You're like, my gosh, when are they ever going to get that thing built? And then all of a sudden you drive past a week later and half the house is built, at least the two by fours, you know, the skeleton structure of it, you know, and in a week and a half, two weeks, boom, they're putting drywall up. Why? You know, I, I've seen that so many times. I started to recognize it and I, I just felt like God started to speak to me about it. The, the reason being is because the foundation is the strongest. The foundation is the most important. What goes on beneath the soil will determine what goes on above the soil. And it takes a while to get a proper foundation. It takes a while and it can be a struggle down in there to sink the roots down. Once that's solid and locked in though, the structure can go up pretty fast, you know, but we, we struggled. It's, it's, it's dark. It feels claustrophobic, isolated. It, it feels like a constant struggle and, and it does at times, but when we can recognize the season that we're in and we can recognize what God's doing and we can embrace it, we position ourselves for those roots to sink deep. We position ourselves to allow the process to take place the way that it should so that when we do start to peek through the soil, when, 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 whatever it is now, now, now just insert um, your personal growth. Okay. Trying to overcome depression, insert 
uh, addiction and recovery, you know, you're, you're trying to overcome, right? You're trying to overcome addiction, step into recovery, insert your business, insert your marriage, your finances. Okay. When we go through the process of growing the right way and building the right foundation, the structure goes up quickly, but the process of the roots sinking deep and digging the foundation, it's not the funnest and people want to skip and bypass it. You know, another, I do this with my clients all the time. I say, listen, you know, envision your dream house. Okay. And envision the room, like the perfect, your, your perfect room inside that house. Right. And, you know, it's the, it's the uh, master bedroom with like the amazing bathroom and the tub and the, you know, double vanity with the shower. Or it's, it's the pool and it's like a, a, a grill out by the pool or it's your, for guys, it's like a man cave or for, for most women, they want the, they want a kitchen because we spend a ton of time in the kitchen. It's not necessarily only about cooking. You know, it is for um, women that love to cook. My wife loves to cook. She loves it. Um, whatever the room is, right? I say, awesome. Envision what you want to look like, um, how you would enjoy spending time in there, all of that. And then I say, now pick up a shovel. (laughs) Now pick up a shovel. Because if you want that dream room, you start by digging the right foundation. And I feel like in 2020 and 2021, many of you, many of us were stuck in a place where we, we, we began to grasp it and understand it, but what was really going on is our roots were sinking deep. And I feel like that in 2022, guess what? There'll probably still be challenges. Who knows what could pop up at this point? My goodness, really, who knows, okay? But we can't control all of that, but we can't control how we respond to it. We can always control where our emotional intelligence is at. We can always control where our hope is at. We can always control where our optimism is at. We can always control where our connection to God is at. And oftentimes it's in the midst of struggle that greatness is born. Study it. Study, you know, the, in the, the time period that produced the most millionaires in American history was the Great Depression. More millionaires came out of that time. Maybe I'll, I'll do a whole segment on it. More millionaires came out of that time in, in that little window of time than any other short window of time in the history of America. Why? Because when we're stuck in the struggle, we get innovative, we get creative, we see things different. We, you know, those that want to, see the good, those that want to be positive, optimistic, connect with God, even in the midst of the struggle, the roots sink deep. And when we begin, you know, to sprout above the soil, it's we're locked in because the roots are there. I want to, I want to read a couple of quotes and just encourage you guys maybe to just uh, spend a little bit of time, do some writing and some prayer to to kind of process with God and really ask God, you know, where am I at? What season am I in? Uh, Where am I at in this process? What do I need to do? Because when we embrace this process, it really positions us to to step into a lot of our destiny. I want to read this quote from uh, Maya Angelou. She was a civil rights activist and a wrote a bunch of books and a, a poet and speaker. And she was awesome. If you don't know her, check her out. Okay. She says, I can see in the acorn, the oak tree. How often do we hear these, these quotes, these inspirational things, these memes and so on and so forth. And it's like, yeah, cool. Motivated me for a quick second. That's, that's cool. I mean, I like motivation, but what I really want is transformation. And when we hear a quote like that, you know, I, I look at, 
revelation. Okay. Now, now revelation, um, I'll just break this down really, really quick. Revelation um, in the Bible uh, and the, the, the origin of the word, it comes from a Greek, it comes from the Greek word apocalypse. Apoc- uh, that's not how you pronounce it in Greek, but if you look at it, it's really, really similar. But we get our English word for apocalypse from that word. And it simply just means revelation. That all, that's all it means. Apocalypse has been turned into all sorts of insanity. I think if you ask the average person, they're going to say, oh, zombies and famine and earthquakes. It, it just means revelation. That's literally all it means. And what the word revelation means, if you look at it, it just means, it, it I, I, basically it means this, God's showing you something that was there the entire time, but I couldn't see it. My vision was blurry. I wasn't close enough to God. It was right in front of me, but I couldn't see it because I was distracted. W- whatever it is, revelation just means that I was having trouble seeing something that was there the entire time. And God just pulled back the, the veil on it or dialed my vision is however dialed my vision in however we want to, we want to say it. But I just say that to say this, we hear a quote like that. You know, I see a, I see the uh, oak tree and the acorn. We hear a quote like that. Like, Oh, cool. You know, that, that motivates me, but it's, it's when we sit down and think about it, pray about it and write about it, that we really start to grow in our wisdom and understanding about things like I'm talking about and embracing the season that we're in so that we go through the correct process. And then when the growth comes, it's exponential and explodes. I'm going to read one more here from a really good teacher, my, my favorite teacher. His name is Jesus. I hope you know him. This is from Matthew 13. Okay, Matthew 13, verses uh, 31 and 32. He said, he told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. Again, I look at these things like that quote from uh, Maya Angelou, this this passage from Jesus, of course, and I, I look at it like, you know, when something jumps out at me, I look at it like it's an X that marks the spot. Oftentimes people hear the quote and it impacts them and they think like, that's the treasure. That's not the treasure. That's the X that marks the spot. When you dig into it, you find the treasure. So I look at this passage like that and I really start to just pray, meditate and write on it. And, you know, all God wants is your heart. (laughs) Because if he gets that, he's got everything else. But it's an amazing exchange because once we give him our heart, he gives us everything he's got. And when you're all about God, he's all about you. And have you ever seen a mustard seed? Look it up. I had a buddy who used to, he had this necklace of a little like glass jar, like a really tiny glass jar. And inside of it was a mustard seed. It's so unbelievably tiny. And then what comes from that is absolutely amazing, massive. From the smallest seeds, can grow the biggest plants from, from, the, from the littlest bit of our determination, our effort, our patience, our engaging in the process, connecting with God, sacrificing for our dreams, relationships. I go all the way down the list from giving God the smallest little seed of our life and dedicating and being and committing to the process of it. The most unbelievable, powerful, massive things come out of that. When I stepped into recovery and I moved out to San Diego, I didn't give God all the money I had and say, here, you know, give it to a church or a ministry, you know, donate it somewhere and be like, I'm going to give that to you in faith. I didn't have any money, literally like 
no, like nothing. I had to beg. I had to beg for two weeks of rent at a garbage sober living home from my sister and brother-in-law and then got open the door for somewhere for me to work and got a job. And, uh, you'll, you'll hear the whole story in my first book coming out soon. I didn't give God, like, I, you know, I had some like amazing influencer platform with athletics or music and be like, you know, I'm just going to share you now through, I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything at all. All I gave God was myself. I was the seed. And I just said, God, desperate. I'm going to die. I need to live. And you're the only, you're it. And I just gave him my time. I gave him my energy. I gave him, you know, and out of that, I've been able to, in the over 12 years now, I've been able to live a life with God that if you would have told me early on, I would not have believed you. I would have believed you were the crazy one that needed help. You needed the 12 steps. You needed recovery. You needed treat. You're the one that needed. If you would have told me all this, it's crazy, you know, just being able to live free. Uh, my, my beautiful wife and three sons, where we live now, I get a, I don't even consider what I do work. Some of it is. There's always aspects of things where I'm like, I don't really want to do this right now. But the actual working with people, the speaking, this, the, I don't, this isn't work to me. I love this. You know, I, I've gotten to work with professional athletes and business, you know, CEOs and People, you, I, you, there's no way you could have convinced me that I would, that if you would have told me early on, this is what you'll be doing, what I'm doing right now. I just, I wouldn't have believed you. And I just say that to say, I'm not any more special than you. He'll do the exact same thing for you that he did for me. Maybe you're in a completely different place and life is good. You just had a setback with the last couple of years of business, finances, relationships, like I said, whatever it is, okay? And you just need to recalibrate. Allow yourself to be recalibrated allow yourself you you haven't been buried you've been planted and when we engage in the right process and we let the roots sink and we engage with god and allow him to do what it is he wants to do in that process when we bust through the soil into the sunlight man it's the growth is unbelievable we start to bear fruit and do things that we just never in a million years could have even fathomed so i just encourage you where you're at I'm telling you, you hear me talk of those that listen to my podcast, you, you know, I talk about it all the time. Writing is an extremely powerful tool. I highly encourage you to get a journal. And I tell people, get the cool ones, order them on Amazon or buy it at the store, the leather ones with the strap or some cool, you know, quotes, or just get one that looks cool that you like holding because I don't know, it makes me want to write in it more. That being said, sit down, just start writing, write about the season you're in, write about what has gone on where you want to go. Uh, if you're not a writer, uh, process it with someone. You've, you guys hear me talk about this all the time. You know, just, you, you've got to engage in the process. And it's, it's, it's in the engaging in the process that the roots start to sink down. It's in the, the writing or the talking with a friend or getting a therapist or, or a coach or you know, going, signing up for some sort of group or course or at your church or whatever. Engage in that process of growth so that those roots can sink down. The foundation can be solidified. And as you're engaging in that, feed yourself with hope. It, 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 is, a, it is a discipline. This world we live in, you know, hope, hope is the hope's the fertilizer that makes the seed grow. 
you know, hopes the water that, that makes the plant healthy. Look, this world we live in is just feeds us hopelessness. I mean, just sit down and think about it for a second. Like how many, well, I'll start here. Of course, you've heard me say it. Have you ever watched the news and felt hopeful after you watched the news? You know, the, the movies we watch, the music we listen to, pay attention because what we, you know, our mind is our spiritual stomach and what we're filling our mind with is going to be digested through our words and actions. It's like, what am I listening to? What am I filling myself? Who am I talking to? Who are the people I'm around? You know, when you engage in the process of growth, you've also got to engage in, in, in the discipline of filling myself with hope, in the discipline of choosing to see the good, choosing to believe for a better future, choosing to believe it's not always going to be like this. It's not always going to be like this. My wife and I used to tell each other that all the time, all the time, because we've been through some, some tough seasons um, with finances and moving and work and business and different things. And we used to tell each other that all the time that we said, it's not always going to be like this. It's not always going to be like this. And we, we used to remind each other, you know, it's, it's about vision. So, you know, it, it's, it's really important to engage, understand where you're at, what season you're in and engage. And just also practice the discipline of every day feeding yourself with hope. Find something that fills you with hope. Talk to a person that encourages you. Listen to a podcast that fills you with hope. Watch a video. Go listen to a speaker. Get in a group, something to engage and fill ourselves with hope and start the process or pick it back up if you set it down. Because I'm telling you, so many people in 2020 and 2021 thought they were buried. You were not buried. You were planted. 2022 is the year where you start to really bust above the soil and bear some really, really amazing fruit. Thanks for joining us on the Recovering Reality Podcast. If you're looking for more recovery resources to help you in your journey, you can access our YouTube channel, a free ebook, our podcast and blogs through recoveringreality.com. You can also connect with us about recovery coaching, sober companionship, or interventions. And if you're looking for treatment for you or a loved one, you can reach out to a very well-respected treatment center called Banyan Treatment Centers at 866 942 8154.